You are now tuned into All Bets In with my guys. My guys, my guys, my guys, my guys sports. A man with the dream to talk some NFL football from a betting perspective as we kick off the NFL 2021-2022 season. Big time season ahead of us here. Uh, We'll briefly touch on some futures, dive in the half of the week one slate of games, and break down some of the betting angles that we're looking to attack. And uh, just to you, Freeway, what has intrigued you going into the season? Uh, And what are some of your expectations of what you see here? Um, obviously, there's the uh, seven day, seventeen uh, game schedule. Definitely intriguing. Um, interested to see how the players uh, fit to stand them a goes throughout the season, and you know, seeing how everything works out with injuries. You know, extra game is always an extra risk for a game. So this thing is kind of intriguing me. Obviously, how the playoffs function is going to work. Uh, I believe we're still going with the uh, one team plays home game, and the rest kind of battle it out. Um, those are things that I'm looking forward to this season. Records will be broken, obviously, 17-game season. So we're definitely looking forward to seeing what new records will be set for passing, touchdown, rushing. You know, this is a new wave, and this is pretty much where we're at now. Definitely. Definitely look at it as a battle of attrition, adding another extra game. Also still dealing with COVID protocols and everything going on. So, um you know, similar to uh, even the NBA, the healthiest team usually ends up standing towards the end. Um, so we'll see um, how some of these teams compete, um, especially with big favorite teams like the Rams, who are very talented but are very top-heavy. So can they afford to lose certain players uh, versus other teams uh, who may be a little bit deeper, like your Bucks? Um, so definitely be interesting to watch how that folds out. Um, how about uh, how about divisions? You have any feel as far as uh, division favorites? Who you feel to come out on top of each division there in the NFC? Um, it's pretty tough. You know, obviously I'm biased. I want to say the Packers every year, but I mean, if I have to say division winners, NFC North, obviously Green Bay Packers. I would say a close second in Minnesota. I, I expect them to be a little sleeper team this year. Uh, NFC East, whew, it's kind of wide open. I want to say the Cowboys, um, but also I like Washington football team, and it depends on what the Giants do for our encore from what they displayed last year. Uh, NFC South, obviously the Bucks, you know, I like them, I'll say, coming in second. Uh, I would say the Carolina Panthers, I think I could see them kind of always taking the Saints, so the Saints look like they're going to regress a little bit this year. Um, NFC West, that's probably the toughest division in football. I'm going to say the Rams slightly because they are obviously my top three Super Bowl pick for the Rams. So I'll take them. But also you can never count Seattle out. Um, AFC West, obviously the Chiefs. Um, Don't expect the Raiders to sneak into that second spot right there underneath the Chiefs. Uh, AFC North, we're always going to say Baltimore. Um, If people want to say Cleveland, I still think they got a lot of showcase. I think they had a good season last year, but uh, Baltimore has been pretty dominant in that division lately. Um, AFC or South, AFC South, oof, that'd be tough. It's all going to depend on Carson Wentz's health. I mean, that team with no quarterback is is uh, is probably a, a sub-500 team. 
So as long as they're, uh, and I can't think of anybody else in that division, that the Titans obviously are good, but until that defense shows up, I, I can't rate them too high. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with some of those points there. Um, NFC, um, NFC, um, I'm very intrigued to see how the NFC West plays out. Um, I think you are um, stacked from top to bottom, and um, they usually are very competitive within their division. Um, so it's going to be a slugfest. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm really high on the Rams this season, but they bother me as far as their depth, as far as, um, you know, being very uh, star-heavy and star-driven. You get one of those guys who miss a game or game or a few games there, uh, they could be in trouble uh, as far as uh, getting in there. Um, I'm not as high on Seattle, but... You know, so there's something to be said with um, just being steady. They seem to have the quarterback and the coach that's been steady. They um, they fluctuate with defense, but, um, you know, when it comes to winning one-score games, I think Seattle has shown that they can kind of hang in there and, you know, sneak some games and just win close games. So um, I'm, I'm not as high on them, but I could definitely see – um, them being able to still be able to compete and be in the thick of, um, of the division there. And the, and the Cardinals, talented. Uh, I don't know how much experience they have to be able to, um, you know, uh, pull out that division. Um, but they have some, um, they have matchups that tend to work in their favor in that division. They seem to have success when they play, um, you know, Frisco. And um, Kyle Murray keeps them in games, so he, he's hard. He's hard to uh, he's hard to defend, um, even as he kind of tailored tailored down towards the end of the season. Um, as a Cowboys fan, I would like to think that they win the NFC East, um, but um, I'm not so sure that they should be favorite. Um, I'm leaning more towards uh, the Washington Football Team to win that division. Um, I think they are. Uh, they probably have a uh, one of the one of the most stout defensive lines in in football, um, uh, with a uh, uh, overall top five defense. Um, and adding Fitzpatrick is going to give them a little bit more um, firepower offensively because he's more aggressive with the football. Um, if their outside perimeter players stay healthy, they run the ball well. Uh, they could have a chance there to win a um, to win an NFC East at plus money. Um, NFC North, um, I, I couldn't say anything but the Packers. Um, I think that division is what it is. The Vikings will be competitive, but, you know, they got some issues going on here early in the season. So we'll see how they fare, you know, coming down the stretch. Um, but they pose some Packers some problems just because they can run the football. But, you know, um, it's just difficult. It's just difficult to overtake the Packers in that division. So, um, I'm leaning, leaning with them. Um, NFC South, um, the Bucks, um, defending champs. I could see them going right back um, to the Super Bowl. They're going to be hard to beat in that conference. In the con in that division, that division is just down. Uh, the Saints are down. Carolina be better, but you know they're still a a, a young team trying to figure it out. New co uh, new quarterback. Um, and defense that's still trying to build. Uh, the Falcons seem like they've been in middle territory 
for like the past two, three years, just, you know, hanging around seven wins, six, seven, eight wins. So I don't really take them too seriously as far as, you know, being a contender uh, coming out of the NFC. Um, in the a AFC, uh, I, I like the Bills. Um, I just think they got a uh, they got a core that they're returning. Um, Josh Allen uh, could very well be a MVP this year. Um, you know, they're figuring out some things on defense, but they're, they're just going to be hard to beat. I mean, even the games they lost last year were just tough tough losses. I mean, they nobody really just handled them all year. And, um, you know, I think if they get a second chance at the Chiefs, I could see them, um, you know, making a play there. Um, I wouldn't sleep on the Patriots. You know, uh, Bill went and did his thing, is spending uh, money and building, getting his defense back. Uh, they drafted a quarterback. They brought some weapons tied in. So, you know, they're going to be competitive just because they're they're going to be uh, have a coaching advantage. They're going to play defense. Um, so they're they're a surprise team. I think can can compete um, in the in the, in the AFC in general. Um, that pe many people probably aren't giving as much credit to. Um, AFC North. Um, it, it'll come between the Browns and the and the Ravens. Um, I'm kind of with you on that. You know, I kind of got to see it to believe it when it comes to the Browns. But, you know, they have enough offensive talent. I'm not sure, you know, what their defense will look like going into this season. It wasn't very good last year. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Those are going to be some battles. But um, those, those are probably the two that will lead that division. And uh, AFC South, uh, I mean, it's, it's all murky. Um, one, one play that I think um, I haven't played any futures tickets, but I, I like under on the Houston Texans. Uh, four wins, I think it's four and a half. was four and a half at some places, but um, I don't see them winning too many games uh, this season, uh, just with everything that's going on. Um, and, you know, it'll probably be Tennessee and Indianapolis is still very well coached, just a solid football team. So uh, a team that the Titans have problems beating year in and year out. So, um, you know, that that probably is going to bold in their favor as far as winning that division. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts sneak away and win that division somehow. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how Tennessee's defense uh, returns this year. Um, and what was the last division we have here? AFC, AFC West. Um, uh, Kansas City, you know, is going to be hard to, to remove them from there. But, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of hype for the Chargers coming into the season. I'm not really uh, big on that. Um, I think they got some, you know, offensive weapons and talent. Uh, new coach, um, new defensive uh, system there so they'll take some time to adjust uh, Derwin James excited to see him come back and play uh, being out for the past what two seasons so it'll be interesting to watch but I think Kansas City has that wrapped up um, uh, and the Raiders are under pressure they got to win some games this year so um, I expect them to uh, really do a better job at finishing down the stretch of the season because the past two they they finished very poorly so It'd be interesting to see how they uh, 
how they play this season as well. But uh, yeah, those are some looks as far as just some outlook as far as um, you know going into the futures and you know what to kind of expect uh, going into this season. Um, we got a half slate of games that we're going to break down here. Um, and we'll just kind of give our looks as far as what we feel. And we'll go through at the end, give some picks, and, uh, you know, kind of help you guys make some money here as well. Um, so our first game we got uh, the Thursday night affair, Dallas Cowboys at Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay open minus six here in the summer at a total of 53. Uh, and now this this game is being bet all the way up to nine, nine and a half at some places with a total of 52. Um, freeway, kind of tell me what you what you think about this game, how you feel, which way are you looking? Uh, on paper, it looks like a blowout. Um, I would say at every almost at every skill position, Tampa Bay is better. I would say top to bottom, uh, linebacker. Both their secondaries are pretty poor, but if I had to take a secondary, obviously, and a coach, I'm, I'm going to take Bowles, and I'm going to take that uh, Tampa Bay secondary. They're definitely better at linebacker, even though the Cowboys uh, obviously upgraded their position by drafting Parsons this off, uh, this NFL draft. But D-line, it's not even it's not even close. And uh, right now with the Cowboys, with Landon Collins with a neck stinger and Zach Martin with the on that COVID pro- protocol, and it seems like it's going to be very, very hard for Dak to get any protection, and especially with that shoulder. You know, Sue got a history of uh, playing a little dirty and a little rough at times, so I'll expect him to take his shots when he's allowed to, even if it results in a penalty. Um, but as far as that, Cowboys have one advantage if they can get that ball out early and often and get a little screens where I've seen uh, sometimes uh, the butt's been a little vulnerable in. They get the ball to C.D. Omari. Uh, or Gallup, I can see them fully uh, keeping it close. But at the end of the day, it's a, it's, it's a Tom show. You know, Tom Brady is always showcased when the lights are bright and the biggest stage is on and the whole world's watching. He does nothing better but show up. So I would say for me, um, I like it close. I was on the Bucks covering. But if, I, if it gets anywhere up to nine, nine and a half, I, I would like to take the Cowboys plus because I'm just not sure on a back door or, you know, garbage time. Can the Bucks, you know, go through? They've also not had a full preseason together playing. It's kind of I think Tom Brady had what one series that entire uh, uh, one series the entire uh, preseason. So I expect the man to start off a little slow, so it won't be a immediate blowout in the beginning. So uh, I would say I, I'm leaning towards Cowboys plus nine. What do you think as far as like uh, what's moving? What's moving this line up? I would say the, the, the loss of the O line. Um, anytime you look at that D line and what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have done on a D line, it, it, it will say it virtually makes it impossible to stop them once they get pressure on quarterbacks. As you've seen what they did to Aaron Rodgers, they tore him apart in the NFC Championship game, and even more so what they did to Pat Mahomes. So uh, that D line pretty much sets the tone for that entire defense. Tom Ball sends blitzes from every direction, and with new offensive linemen out there, they can't, they don't know what's coming from where. Tom Bowles is a master at disguising blitzes, so. I would say they'll, they'll miss a couple of open blitzes and Dak will take some shots. And I just think ultimately that uh, that's what's pushing the line. And nobody likes to bet against Tom Brady. That's that's obviously number one. He's probably worth a touchdown on his own as far as how the line is. Yeah. No, those are I, I agree with those. I um, 
I wouldn't advise trying to take a uh, take the bucks um, on a straight ticket as this continues to creep up. It's kind of one of those things where um, you know you got to be in early if you do like it because you know getting it at six seven is a lot better than taking this game at nine uh, nine and a half. Um, and one thing to pay attention uh, pay attention to um, these books will do what they call teaser protection. So when they see uh, teams, you know. Like this, Bucks, you know, a lot of people are throwing them in their money line parlays, um, throwing them in teasers. I, I'm one of those people. So, you know, they're going to move the line up so that way they can protect themselves. Um, throwing, you know, six point six and a half point teasers uh, and some, try to make you pay some juice to, to get it down below field goal. So uh, maybe a little late to try to jump on this one. Um, I got it earlier at seven and a half. Still not a great number. I would have liked to got it at seven, so we'll see. But um, I'm looking at the total in this game, and that's what kind of bothers uh, bothers me as far as um, the Cowboys side. Um, I, I'm not too sure how the Cowboys keep them from scoring, uh, getting into the 30s. So if we're getting into the 30s, uh, this total one is just is going to go over. And uh, I'm not sure if the Cowboys want to get into a back and forth weapon for weapon, which, you know, very well could end up happening. But the total says it's not going to be that type of game. So that's the part about this game that worries me about the Cowboys. So I'm more so on the I'm on the buck side. Um, I think they win the game. Um, and if you had an opportunity to get it at a teaser or you can get one, one and a half points. You know, I think you are in a good space. But, you know, sometimes when these lines go in the run like that, you know, um, there could be something funny going on the other side. So Cowboys could end up keeping this game close. That wouldn't, it wouldn't be a total surprise. Um, I'm just not too sold that that defense and, you know, the old line uh, injuries there are going to allow them to keep it that close. So, um you know, those are those are kind of my looks there on that game. Uh, anything else that you want to add there, Freeway? No, on that game, I think I'm pretty solid. Um, I'll say tease it if you guys are really interested. I was teasing maybe six and a half, maybe seven points, get you a, get you a two and a half, or get you a two, and I think that'll be the best bet for that one. Got gotcha. you in here. Uh, so we got the next game here. We're going to discuss a little bit. We got Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. And that line there open at six. Buffalo favorite six, 51 and a half was the total. And it's kind of flirted a little bit back and forth between six and a half, seven, mostly six and a half with a total of 49. Looks like the total is what's been really um, back bet down, uh, seen as low as 48, uh, 48 and a half, um, just depending where you shop at. But, um, this is an intriguing game because it's one that I originally liked the Buffalo side. Uh, kind of cooled off on that just because the line doesn't really say much um, outside of that. I think Power Rankings, uh, Power Rank has got this game uh, right about right at expected spread. Buffalo six and a half. Um, how are you looking at this game, Freeway? I'm uh, like you. I started on the I started on the Bills train, kind of backed up a lot. Um, Steelers had a great defense last year. 
um, and what they do well or what they're trying to do this season is emphasize more running. And that's exactly what the Buffalo Bills can't seem to stop. So I can see the under being uh, – I know you had a stat that's on the under, um, but I would fully expect this game to go under if I was going to pick one. I don't have the actual side. But the over under is what I'm leaning towards, and I would take the over for the entire game. Yeah, no, I'm 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 with you on that one. I, I like the over more than I like uh, the side. Um, I'm not sure if Pittsburgh beats them, but you know, for some reason, I could see this game being just a struggle of both teams being able to consistently move the ball, which allows Pittsburgh to hang around. Um, and the uh, the stat was actually shout out to a. Uh, Kelly in Vegas watching a clip um, she stated that um, uh, the Steelers are 2-25 and 25 to the under anytime they're playing a team that throws the ball more than 35-36 times a game so um, it was a pretty pretty uh, pretty alarming stat 2-25 um, and 25, that's uh, I mean that, that means it's going under the more, more times than not so that's pretty high percentage um so when i heard that stat and uh, even you made a great point just about um both teams having great pass defenses um and buffalo is probably going to put pittsburgh in pass situations because you know uh, lack of o-line play and um they haven't been great running the football and then, you know, Buffalo, um, that's that's really what they want to do is throw the football. So they're going to throw the football 38, 40, 45 times a game. And um, they're going to let you run the football and try to defend your pass. So, you know, this could be a game with just, you know, a lot of passing, but, you know, um, just stall drives due to that, getting off the field. So, um you know, if I was taking a side, um, I sprinkled a little bit on the under of this game. Uh, got at 48 and a half leaves. So, um, you know, I think the under uh, is a good look in this game if I was going to play it. Uh, briefly thought about putting the bills um, on the money line or teasing it down, but uh, just wasn't completely sold on the game. So just kind of decided to stay away from the side and, uh, just kind of spring a little bit on the under there. Um, it'll be good to see uh, the young running back, Alabama running back Najee Harris. Uh, they seem like they're going to um, find a way to feature him and give him carry. So hopefully he stays healthy, and, um, and hopefully they get hopefully they get T.J. Watt on the field. I think they uh, really need him. So I. If he doesn't play, that's kind of danger zone uh, for them. But at the same time, I would say he's in a good spot as far as negotiations. And, you know, as a player, that's kind of what you want to do. You want to make sure you use your leverage um, at the times when it's going to be the most effective. And I think right now it's probably they probably need him more than they need a lot of things. So um, hopefully he gets, you know, what he's looking for as far as pay. And he deserves it. He had a great season last year. And uh, he has a he seems to have a bright future ahead of him. I agree, definitely agree with that. Uh, I just think it depends on what that old line is gonna look like if they can get enough push up front to, to actually make him go back. Think of what a Najee Harris back there. You gotta respect it because he is a workhorse. Had a lot of carries in Alabama, so I think it's something that you definitely have to respect. And I will say with that, I, uh, that can put a lot of um, 
it can change your defense game plan. If you can't stop him, then you allow Big Ben and and, and um and let uh was it Claypool get busy this season and and let it run for them. I don't think their offense will be as good as it was last year, but I would, I would fully expect to get away from that dink and dunk they were doing and just start more powerful ball and let Big Ben take a slight step back in his you know aerial passing attack. Uh, not a complete game manager, but I would think something in the mid tiers, maybe twenty twenty five passes a game. Uh, so so since they uh, so do you think since they're going to uh, seems like they may be looking to feature and and get the run game established. Is this a team where early in the season uh, we really look to play unders on them because due to them having a defense and changing their philosophy as far as how they want to attack on offense. Yeah, I was – oh, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, I would say uh, if you had to focus on them early is – I mean, they changed offensive coordinator like underwear, so it's kind of hard to see, you know, what they're going to look like. But I would say if we had to we had to run with them in the beginning, it would definitely have to be only under – leaning under for them until we figure out what that offense is going to be. You know, Big Ben wants to throw, Mike Tomlin wants to run, been trying to run out years – been unsuccessful, had a good James Conner. I mean, he had the keys with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. Couldn't even get them on the same page. And, you know, there's been a lot of riffraff for, for a guy who's been in his position for so long. He cannot seem to get the offensive coordinator, I would say, an offensive coordinator position down pack, and their offense always seems to float around with multiple identities. So I would say if you're going to start, we can start with the under until we see exactly what they're going to be. And plus they play a tough division with – with tough defenses, every defense in that division is going to be tough except for Cincinnati. Oh, that's a great point. Uh, at the going towards the Buffalo, uh, what do you think as far as uh, Josh Allen? There's been a lot of talk about, um, you know, he 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 had a all-time turnaround season last year as far as uh, accuracy throwing the football just making plays, carrying a team. Is is there more room for Josh Allen to jump? Do you see regression? Um, you know, I, do you see um, MVP caliber? What, what's your take on Josh Allen coming into the season? Uh, he's definitely a stellar quarterback. I think he makes that leap. I just um, – every time I see quarterbacks get super hyped, I'm always concerned about, you know, what comes with that, you know, if if you know, every quarterback at some stage goes through some adversity, Peyton Manning's last season, Aaron Rodgers' season, he lost Jordy Nelson, just to name a few, like you, you get to the stage where will they have any adversity? Uh, if Stephon Diggs goes out, is he the same quarterback? I'm high on him with a full offense. They got Emmanuel Sanders to, to get that stretch deep there when they can't force the ball to Stephon Diggs. Obviously, Cole Beasley had a thousand yard year that kind of went unnoticed. Um, I like Josh Allen. I like it a lot, but you're not going to win a ball throwing 50 times unless your name is Patrick Mahomes or obviously even Aaron Rodgers doesn't do it anymore. So I would think he, in order for them to win, they have to throw the ball 50 times down. That recipe works until we get to January, obviously in February. So that's my only concern about him. He'll have a monster season, probably throw for 5,000 yards, maybe a little bit less, probably 40-plus touchdowns. But you know, those are all good season accolades, but is that enough to get them to the win? And, they got to be able to run the ball consistently. Oh, no, that's that's a great point. I um, I wouldn't be surprised if I had to take an MVP this season. I, I'm I'm probably going to take Josh Allen. 
I think he's going to have the attempts. He's going to have the opportunities. Going to throw the ball. Um, I think he's a uh, he's in for in for a big year. Um, but yeah, no, not being able to run the ball can definitely cause you problems. So um, we'll see what type of matchup they run into that um, you know keeps them from having success if they have to rely heavily on that going into uh, postseason football. Hey, did you have any other uh, no, anything else? Gotcha. So next game we got here, uh, we got San Francisco 49ers at the Detroit Lions. Uh, this game is at San Francisco 8. Some places are still holding 7.5. Total sitting at 45.5, and, and this game open at San Francisco, um, San Francisco 8. 7.5, I'm sorry, 7.5. And... and same thing with there with the total. Um, what are your first start thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, I think this game is an absolute blowout, honestly. I mean, <laughs> whew, I, so many things I've noticed in the in the in the off season. You know, Mr. Dan Campbell is, is quite the quite the head coach. I don't know what the hell they doing over in Detroit, honestly. But um, I just think this they're they're rebuilding. You know, they. They, they got a good they, they to me they won the, the Rams trade. If the Rams don't win the Super Bowl, the Lions win the trade. This is pretty much how it is. They they got a lot. The Rams are in a cap strap position where they absolutely have to win now or next year, or they're not gonna afford anybody. Barely by not nobody. So I would think that um I think for that, I mean they got DeAndre Swift. I mean, can he stay healthy? Jamal Williams came from Green Bay, nice little back of addition. Um, you know, worth about maybe five, six, seven hundred all-purpose yards a year. Um, but I, I can't even name a receiver for the. I can't even name a receiver for Detroit Lions yeah. at the top of my head. I mean, obviously the you know the departure of Marvin Marvin Jones and Galladay and the best player, best of person on that offense is T.J. Hawkinson, and I expect him to have anywhere from eighty to hundred catches this year. He'll probably definitely be a he'll definitely I would say ascend to a top five tight end in the NFL. I mean, if you don't have them there already, but I just I just cannot see anything they can do to move the ball against San Francisco. That defense to me in San Francisco is back, and if you just have a healthy Bosa, that's that's just enough to give you you know problems. I don't even know what the O line is gonna look like in Detroit. I would expect Detroit to finish out as a bottom five team, you know, and maximize that first round draft pick they get from the Rams, and obviously their own draft picks that they have. Jared Goff is you know who he is. Jared Goff. And uh, when your when your uh, head coach trades you after they pay you a hundred plus million dollars, that says a lot about you know how they feel about you. So I don't expect this team to do it. And I don't really know what Dan Campbell really is as a coach. We know what Anthony Lynn does. They're gonna run the ball. They're gonna run it a lot. Only thing positive about Detroit for me is I like their cornerbacks. Uh, so that cornerbacks will just do some. They got two nice rookie second year guys. Akula is it Akula? Akula, yeah. yeah Akula, he's good. He had, he had a rough for our first year, but I expect him the second year to get a little better. And plus, a rookie they just drafted this year as well. I expect them to to have a to have a good future in that secondary position. But the Niners are creative. They're crafty. You know, they 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 grind you out. They can run the ball fifty times. That's what the game plan you know goes to. They'll have Kittle back. I mean, you're gonna see just a different. I would say different level of offense. And obviously, Jimmy G. You know, my man's uh he's on he's on a trade block. Whether anybody wants to really say it or not. You know, you don't trade up and give up picks and stuff for a backup quarterback. 
unless you expect them to play. And they may ride him out, but all this is, I'm pretty sure John Lynch and Shanahan sat Jimmy G down and said, hey, you're playing for your next team. And first quarterback gets hurt, first quarterback that needs a quarterback, I fully expect Jimmy G to be traded before the trade deadline happens. But I got the Niners as a cover, Niners as a teaser, money line, however you want to spin it. I think that he blown them absolute out. It may start off so early, obviously, new season. No reps, but I fully expect him to, to, to cover that eight. If he even goes to nine, I would take it. Yeah, I mean, you got to think at some point in this game, it'd just be way too much for the Lions. Um, defensively, they were already really bad. They don't really have um, – can really stop the run, couldn't stop the pass. They don't have, um, they don't have a lot of athleticism or speed on their defense. Um, so it'd be, uh, they might have some trouble keeping up with this Niners, uh, this Niners rushing attack. Um, and like you said, defensively, I think the key is the fact that they've seen Jared Goff in division uh, for the past two, three years. So there's some familiarity with that. Um, and golf didn't really perform well against them. And with the, you know, like you mentioned, the lack of weapons, uh, Hawkinson the tight end. But after that, you know, they got the rookie from USC. Um, but it's not, it's not really much after that. And Jerry Golf with no weapons and, um, you know, getting to play against this, uh, you know, this fast front seven um, could cause some problems. Uh, it it doesn't make sense to me why this line has sat at seven and a half the whole time. I'm not sure if it's been a um, a way to try to keep people off the game, to try to make them second guess. Um, I mean, my power rankings have it at eight and a half. Um, so I, I fully expect the game to, before kickoff, to get up to eight, eight and a, eight and a half at least. Um, but yeah, not ha- it's had eight now, but not having the uptick in uh, the number is uh, it's kind of off to me. Um, it's forty what forty four um, for the total, so it's I mean it's low. Uh, forty five, I'm sorry, forty five and a half, so it's it's pretty low. Um, you know, with that big of a spread, um, I don't I don't really see um, how the Lions can, you know, um, really keep up in this game unless it's just, you know, rust and um from the 49ers. And you know, you got guys playing for the jobs. You know, Kyle uh, Coach Shanahan cannot come into Detroit and, and lose to the Lions, you know. Everybody has the Niners as their back, their top 10 football team. I mean, I'm 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 not really in agreement with uh you know that they're Super Bowl contending or, you know, in that top tier of five, six teams. But I think they did get some health back, uh, which they didn't have. Um, but, yeah, if you, if you have that those type of aspirations, uh, you just go to Detroit and you just, you just beat the team who's not really in the position to win football games right now. You don't really mess around with that. And Jimmy G can't mess around with that either. He has to go in there and, and perform. Or, you know, he'll probably see um, – the bench or another team sooner than uh you know sooner than later um so uh it is it's, it's kind of hard for me to see uh the lions competing in this game so i got them on a on a teaser i didn't take the full spread but if they covered the full spread it wouldn't surprise me at all it should be on all your guys' teasers ladies and gentlemen every teaser this game should be on 
if you see Dan Campbell out there dancing and trying to do exercise with his team, you can't feel too confident about his uh, about what direction it's going in. No, it's a big big question marks in Detroit. So I, I don't think they're in a position right now to be uh, worried about winning football games or beating good football teams right now. So um, yeah, I, I have a play, I have a play on a teaser. Uh, San Francisco down. Um, to one point from uh, from seven and a half down to one point. All right. Our, uh, next game here on the slate we want to discuss. Interesting game here. Uh, a lot of back and forth. A uh, lot of uh, um, opinions uh, that go against one another. So we got the L.A. Chargers uh, taking on the Washington football team. Um, it's now down to a pick'em. Uh, the total is 44 and a half. This game opened at uh, Chargers uh, favorite one and a half uh, with that same total 40 uh, with the total of 45 and a half. Uh, I will, I'll start by saying uh, with the Chargers, I don't know what the hype is about so far. I feel like there's been a lot of a lot of hype on the Chargers this season. And they they are always talented. They're talented offensively. Um, um, I, I I didn't think uh, Herbert would be this good of a quarterback um, <laughs> to start his career. I, I just never seen Oregon quarterbacks come into the league and really have that type of success. They all seem to not work or fizzle out in some way, and he's kind of broke that mold and um, and give give so the young far. fella credit so far. Yeah, so he far, definitely is. Bro definitely was not on Justin. Would come out of college. Yeah, no. I mean, but hey, sometimes you got to roll with history. I mean, we can look at Mariota and be like, whoop. Now he's a backup in Oakland and he can't stay healthy, unfortunately. Yeah. No, it's um. So I, I wasn't too sold, but you know, um, young give credit to the young man. He he played had a great all time uh one of the all time great rookie seasons. Uh, slung he got a throws a pretty football. Um, talented. He got some weapons there too. So let's not get that mistaken. Keenan Allen, uh, every year is um, underrated as far as how good of a receiver he is. You know, always finds a way to be open. Mike Williams. Um, I mean, probably if you had to compare him to teams number two receiver, you're probably going to put him at the top as far as number two receivers. Um, and they had all pro tight end before, so they added some pieces to the old line. We'll see how that gels, but and they get Derwin James back. I'm excited to see Derwin James play football, man. Absolutely. Been a long time seeing Derwin James, so that'd be exciting to watch. They got a stud at the middle linebacker, um, Keith Murray from Oklahoma. He's man in that middle, uh, middle of the field there. So you know they got talent, but. Uh, you know, it's still the Chargers, so I need to I need to see before I jump on that bandwagon. Um, what do you, what do you uh, what are you thinking about this game? Um, I, I definitely like watching the football team. I feel like um, even though the char- even though the Chargers upgraded their line significantly, obviously you know they got Corey Lindsay taking from my Packers, but we breed uh, we breed linemen out in Green Bay, so. Can't do that. I think having a good center and experienced center like him is good. You just don't know what to expect from year two quarterbacks. And Justin Herbert didn't do good last year when he was. I mean, I, I was not. I was incorrect that Justin Herbert didn't get pressure at all last year, really a lot. And um, 
he was very successful with a clean pocket. So, you know, and they obviously upgraded the offensive line to keep him protected. But this Washington football team are dogs on the D-line. You know, they're going to pressure him. Chase Young especially is going to uh, it's going to put a lot of pressure on that O-line. And um, I don't know. I think I think Fitzpatrick comes over there and, you know, he's, he's an ageless wonder. And no matter where he is, the guy definitely, the guy went to Harvard. So, there's not too many offenses he can't pick up. And he just wins football games. You know, even if it's four or five, six games, he's going to win some games for you. And I would expect that defense to carry the rest of the load. Uh, they got to get a running game. They definitely have two wide receivers that I like a lot. This is game is going to come down to uh, if Heckler doesn't play. And then now we got Curtis Samuel um, on the list as well. So injuries will take over. If you want to take anything, maybe take the over. Because obviously the coach from uh, the Rams, the new head coach for the Chargers, He's definitely going to emphasize his defense. I mean, he had number one defense last year with the Rams. Obviously not the same talent here in San Diego or in Los Angeles, but I fully expect him to um, to compete defensively. So like I said, if you want to take it, I would take the Washington football team. Um, I would take it as a pick em. Or you can tease the game up six points and give yourself six uh, a cushion of six points for a Washington football team. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting. This isn't one of my favorite games, but on my power rankings, this game has um, the most value on it. Game tells me it should really be Washington football team favorite three points. Um, so it's uh, you know, it's it's an interesting game. Um, you know, history tells you, you know the Chargers don't really win on the road, and um, they tend to fall short in a close game. So, you know, if it's a game that I don't feel like the Chargers are going to um, handle a team, um, I don't really feel comfortable taking them in, in short spreads and on the road, you know, uh, with a new head coach. Um, um, I don't know that against the spread record uh, for new head coaches playing, um, playing in a game like that, but um, you know, I, I would I would admit that uh, that might be a little bit difficult, you know, going against that defense, uh, you know, in your first game of the season. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't really have a play on that one. Uh, I think it'd be a very uh, good game to watch. I'm kind of just sit back and uh, check it out. But yeah, I mean, just to you know, just to note that is the game with the most value. Um, says the wrong team was favorite. So you know, um, it's, it it could end up being a uh, being ups up there for the Washington football team. Um, yeah, I don't have any deals for this game. Um, I'm not gonna definitely bet it, but if I have to take a side, so I'm only teasing it. Got you. All right, our next game we got here: uh, the New York Jets at the Carolina Panthers. Um, Carolina is favorite five, total at 45. Some places um, have moved down to four and a half. I've seen as high as five and a half. Game open Carolina three and a half, which is where the power rankings had it. So you got a little bit of uh, steam coming on Carolina. Uh, let's see if you get some buyback back to the Jets side. Total on that game open at 43 as well. Um, what are your thoughts uh, going about this game here? Uh, this is definitely going to go back and forth. It's going to be a, it's going to be a offensive showdown at the beginning. Um, 
I was expecting to be close early. Um, I'm just not sure how that Jets defense is going to continue to keep pace because I would expect this Carolina Panthers to run 45, 50, maybe 60 plays. And it's going to be fast. It's going to be quick. And they got a lot of weapons. Like I said, they, um, they, they paid uh, Robbie Anderson. Chris McCaffrey's back. And Sam Donald has to prove he's worth something, you know. He got a bad dig, and you just got to go out there and just beat the Jets if you're him. They didn't do him right. Um, definitely replace him with somebody who I think is going to be better than he is. But, you know, you let that be shown later down the line. This time you got to go out there and and just um, improve it. You know, I, just, I read a report, obviously, recently on ESPN about how Zach Wilson and Sam Darnold insist that this Jets opener is not about dueling, how dueling each other, which is complete bullshit. I fully expect, uh, I, there's no way anybody in the world doesn't expect Sam Darnold to go out there and feel like I'm the better quarterback than Zach Wilson. There's got to be some kind of motivation there. So, I mean, um, defensively, uh, Robert Solaire took a couple blows. He got a lot of injuries. Uh, but they believe they're getting C.J. Mosley back, right? Uh, I think he's going to play this season. Um, after he said he opted out, I believe, last year. Yeah. So, I think he's going to be back ready to play. So, that was secure up the middle. Um, no Jamal Adams for the safety play is going to be a little bit uh, scary for a team, like or for a team, especially with Robbie Anderson coming into town. Um, like I said, I just fully expect the, uh, the Carolina Panthers to win. Um, I would take it as money line, but I wouldn't be surprised if they covered. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm actually with you on the uh, Carolina money line. Um, and I guess it's more of a play against the Jets. Um, just watching them, uh, they just have uh, outside of their defensive front and um, you know a couple guys on the defensive front and like you mentioned C.J. Mosley. I'm I'm not sure if he's active for game one or not, uh, but I definitely know he's back this season. They just they just lack talent. Um, they did they just didn't have a lot of guys, a lot of young guys, a lot of turnover. Um, and I don't know if that's going to bowl well going on the road playing against. Um, you know, this Carolina offense. Uh, Darnold's going to be, I could only imagine he's going to be excited to play against his former team. And uh, you just don't, you don't, you don't get at home game, first game of the season and lose to your former team. That just usually doesn't happen. Um, And uh, I think he got, he has adequate weapons uh, to take advantage of this Jets defense that, you know, lacks uh, a secondary you know they don't really stop they they don't really stop people right now and the season hasn't started of course but you know you just kind of just watching uh, they they just look like they don't have enough uh, talent on that side of the ball and um, you know the offense I, I can see the offense going out there and scoring you know Zach Wilson um, looks to have a real live arm and uh, you know Corey Davis underrated number two receiver in Tennessee. Um, uh, wouldn't be surprised if, you know, uh, Julio's a better receiver, but I wouldn't be surprised if their, you know, their stats are somewhat, uh, somewhat similar. You yeah, know? rookie too. Yeah. For the Jets, uh, what's his name? Elijah Ole Miss, Elijah Moore. Yeah, I expect him to have a thousand yards this year. Yeah. And he's definitely, like I said, that boy Zach Wilson probably four thousand yards this season. What you think? Yeah, he, he's. I they mean, he can throw the ball. Thing. He can throw the ball. And they don't really have an established run game either, so they probably just going to let him throw the football. And you got to realize what people don't realize is uh, they're going to try to run the ball because um, 
He's uh, their their offensive coordinator, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Matt LaFleur's brother, is actually their uh, offensive coordinator in the hmm. in the for the Jets. So I would expect them to run that same type of Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, uh, Zach Taylor, that kind of style offense. Run the ball a lot of play action, a lot of move around. Um, so I expect them, like you said, to to do numbers. So. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, the, the total is kind of lower than what I expected. Um, so that's that's interesting about the game. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm 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 on a Carolina uh, sprinkle on Carolina Panthers money line. Um, they they could cover the entire the the whole spread, uh, but I just think they win the ball game. Um, so I have a little bit on that on a uh, on a money line parlay. Carolina Panthers. All right. Next game we got here, Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. Um, Looks like we have the New England Patriots are now three, uh, looks like three-point favorites. Got a total. Three stations right now. Three stations. So we got three uh, with a total of 43 and a half, which has been getting steamed down ever since the summer. Open that Patriots one and a half uh, with a total of 46 and a half. So a lot of action coming down on that under and the Patriots have been getting uh, getting some money here. Um, to note, they did, uh, of course, everybody knows that uh, they did make the change to uh, move off of Cam Newton and give the rookie Mac Jones the starting job. Um, how do you think that affects uh, New England going into the season um, after they spent a season with Cam Newton? It felt like they were building a team to kind of complement his strengths, his abilities, and um, he's no longer there, and the rookie takes over the reins. How do you think that affects the, the team? Um, you hear from a lot of players that um, Josh McDaniels' offense is very complex, very, very complex, I mean, all the way down from – all the way down to Jay Cutler, you know. They always say that uh, him, Ocho Cinco said the playbook was hard. You don't see a lot of people come in um, from outside that organization and have success in the offense. So um, I expect Matt Jones is a smart guy, smart quarterback. I mean, he fits a prototypical. Everybody talks about him being in shape and not, you know, being in shape and shit. But, I mean, look at Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning wasn't always fit. Eli Manning wasn't fit. Um, the guy's going to come in. Alabama transition, I'm pretty sure, is smooth from Alabama to, you know, Bill Belichick, same kind of coaching styles, per se. No nonsense, no BS, professional. But, I mean, nothing helps a, tie, nothing helps a quarterback, rookie quarterback better than tight ends, and they got probably two of the top ten tight ends in football. I mean, obviously, according to stats, um, big weapons, and they got to run the ball, and they'll throw their tight ends, and they got a couple wide receivers that are good. You know, and, and I think what's good about this offense is you don't look at them and say they have one dominant wide receiver. So when you got a rookie quarterback that doesn't have a deep wide receiver to throw to, then I would say that it allows them to spread the ball evenly. They don't have a nice rookie year, and that defense is going to obviously keep him in game. So he'll make his mistakes just like every rookie mistake, but I feel like um, kids better built for that type of offense. Cam Newton, you know, as we always know, he's a winner. But he definitely wasn't built for that kind of offense. There, he's a run pass option quarterback, you know, that can take over games with his legs and stuff like that. This guy's gonna be here to sit in the pocket, 
throw some slant, short passes, run the ball, manage the game, and don't mess up. So I fully expected the Patriots to come out here and smother Tua. That defense got back. They got their players back for cheaper. I believe Dante Hightower is back. They got Van Louis back. Um, he was surprisingly released. So I, And obviously they're going against a, a coach in Flores that they obviously all know. They both are very familiar with each other. But I fully expect Bill Belichick to um, to hit some kind of revenge on the, the Dolphins this year or pretty much everybody per se. Bill's revenge tour is definitely popping off. I agree uh, with that. I don't think he's playing any games this time around. I don't think he liked too much, uh, you know, out of respect, you know, for sure. Probably, you know, Tom Brady getting his ring. But um, I, I don't I, – I think it uh, gave him some motivational juice a little bit that, you know, okay, I got to go prove my name now. Um, now that, you know, Tom went in and got his. So – um, I, I'm high on the Patriots this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up uh, in the last four or uh, so standing there in the um, in the AFC. Um, full agreement with you as far as um, Miami. Um, I'm, I'm not sold on the offense. Um, I think they got uh, they got a lot of benefit last year from a lot of solid defensive play. I mean, I, I think maybe 40% of their games last year, they, they scored a defensive touchdown in the first half. I mean, they were fortunate with getting turnovers and defensive scores and allowing Tua to not have to um, score a lot of points to stay in games or win games. So that, that was very beneficial to Tua. Um, but turnovers and things like that are variants. I don't know if you continue to go in each season and say we're going to force this many turnovers and score this many points on defense. They lost some guys, um, but they, they have a great defense still. They're very well coached. They might have the best secondary tandem, one of the best secondary tandems in NFL and Howard and Byron Jones. Um, so they're going to be good. So I, I, I see this game as just a – uh, a struggle to get in the end zone, you know, um, to continue to splice drives together. My New England's going to run the football. They're going to run the football, and um, my Bill is going to limit Tua from from being effective. He's going to – I can see them definitely struggling. Um, initially, my first look on this game was under. It's, as you see, it's, it's being steamed down from 46.5 all the way down to 43.5. I think I've seen it touch as low as 43. Um, I still think it goes under, um, so that's that's more of a lean. Um, I, I got a sprinkle on it on a small uh, money line parlay, nothing big, but um, that's one of the totals I like. Um, and then I think the Patriots win the game. I think they just do enough defensively. I think this defensive unit is getting guys back that they didn't have um, before um, with the COVID season. Um, and and they have a they have a secondary one of the corners that people don't talk about. J.C. Jackson there. Uh, I think he had eight interceptions last year. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's next in line as one of those corners that are going to demand some money. Because um, he he had a great season last year, uh, and then when they get Stephon Gilmore back, of course you have a, a a very lethal tandem cornerback tandem right there. So um, under is my best look on that game. I also like you know New England to cover in the money line. 
Um, but, um, yeah, I think it's going to be tough for points to come by for the Miami Dolphins in that game. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a defensive or a special teams touchdown from one, from one of the teams as well. I agree with that fully. Okay. And let's see here. All right. So we got our next game here. Denver Broncos at the New York Giants. Uh, this game opened a pick em. Total of 42 and a half. It's pretty much been sitting there the whole time. Uh, the game is now at Denver, minus two and a half with a total of 42. So a small tick down the total. Uh, complete uh, 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 flip there as far as the side. Denver taking on a lot of money. Even seeing Denver minus three at some places. Um, I think one of the most interesting points uh, that you made is these teams are uh, almost mirrors of each other as far as uh, identity. They want to play defense, good sound defense. They got some weapons on the outside, and they're both looking for a quarterback to take advantage. Um, what what is your uh, what's your your cap on this game? Um, I definitely like. Um... I definitely like the Broncos, but I'm just reading right now that Bradley Chubb didn't play sore ankle. Now, um, that's kind of uh, a little worrisome as well. But man, that that uh, that that Giants team was completely overachieving, completely. Um, does Daniel Jones, you know, can he get the ball to his weapons? They don't have a run game. And I know you definitely have a stat that you'll go ahead and say a little bit later about that, about Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos. But, you know, what did we say? Uh, I think while we were listening to R.J. Bell's podcast, and I think Fezzik had it at 1-7, Fangio's September record. Definitely yeah. alarming. And, you know, I always say pay attention. The trend is your friend, as we always say, right? Yeah. So you have to pay attention to that. But, I mean, ultimately that Denver, this, this Denver defense – Oh, wow. And Bradley Chubbs was arrested Tuesday. They got a lot of stuff going on over there. Um, I didn't know she was up, man. And uh, there's a... Um, I would say that's, that's, that's going to be a tool, rough and tough. So, But, I mean, ultimately, this big Fangio defense is going to be smothering. They're going to be fast. They're going to hit. They're going to blitz. Uh, Patrick Satan second is, is going to be a star in this league, I believe. Justin Simmons, why? I mean, top to bottom, that defense is ferocious, and and nobody has them as their top five defense, which is crazy to me. So, um, but I fully expect them to smother him. We won't see Galladay. Galladay is a short hamstring; he's going to be limited. Um, he's going to be limited. Uh, and I think who else is going to say Von Barkley? I don't know if he's going to play or not. So. There's just a lot of things that are not working for them at all. Yeah, that um, the fact that this game is uh, moved all the way. There's a there's a lot going on with the Giants, and um, not sure if Saquon is going to play or not. Is he healthy? Is he ready? Or is he not? You know, um, in the tight end Ingram went out. You know, I do like the pickup of Rudolph, so you still got a tight end weapon there. A different type of weapon, but, you know, reliable weapon. Uh, almost, uh, he's Jason Witten-like almost. Um, but uh, I even think you made a great point. Um, 
being a long being a Cowboys fan, I'm very familiar with uh, Jason Garrett, and um, you know, he uh, he doesn't call plays in this like he's playing in this era. So, you know, that's uh, that's questionable. You know, who I don't know if that's going to bowl well for you know scoring points against his uh, Vic Fangio defense because man coaches defense like no other. Um. And then they got a poor offensive line. I, want, I think graded pro football focus, maybe the worst offensive line in football. And uh, that's that's just not a good recipe uh, for 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 um, for Daniel Jones to be going against week one against a team like this. Uh, a lot of reports of Fangio being on the hot seat as well. Um, so he has to win too because you know there's some coaches that are salivating to get that job too because they see it as a good defense with some weapons as a quarterback away from being able to compete in the playoffs so you know i think uh i think they're there's the start of their season their first four games are actually very winnable football games i want to say they get the giants the jaguars and the jets in three weeks um so if they if they do what they're supposed to do and take care of business, they got an opportunity to come out uh, three and one, um, four and zero, oh, um, just by taking care of, of business against an so-called inferior football team. So um, you know that's that's an opportunity they have. I actually um, the look ahead line is actually out on. Denver in week two they play Jacksonville at Jacksonville is Denver minus three. It's a game I'm kind of looking at. I think that's a tough game for Jacksonville. Oh. Is it in Jacksonville? In Jacksonville. Okay, so they so they Denver opens up their first two games on the road. Yeah. So I guess they can even if they lost this game they they can look ahead to dominate Jacksonville. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So they blow the giant they blow the Giants out and expect that line to what move to five. Five, five, four and a half. Somewhere. So it'd be smart if you guys want to get that, get that three early. Um, depends on the outcome on that. I mean, it could, it could stay at three if the if the Giants end up beating the Broncos. Yeah, that's uh definitely one of the look ahead week two um, uh, lines there. I was interested in. Um, yeah, and I think there's just a lot to overcome, and you know. Um, I don't know if, uh, you know, people are kind of down on Teddy Bridgewater, but man, it's, uh, it's steady. You know, he's going to come in, not turn the ball over. You know, he's he's going to play smart football. Um, you know, kind of opposite of what was going on with, you know, Drew Locke before. Drew Locke is talented. He has a great arm, can make throws. But, you know, just a young quarterback still trying to figure it out. And, um, you know, it's a little risky sometimes. Um but Teddy Bridgewater is one probably a quarterback that can complement this defense and this team um, right now. Um, also, a look on this game: the under forty-two and a half um, was the original look, um, and it still is. I kind of lean that way. Um, but the thing that bothers me about the under is. Uh, the possibility of defensive touchdown. So when you get uh, Daniel Jones out there, um, fumbles, interceptions, things like that are, are bound to happen. Um, and, and a defensive touchdown can uh, can kind of wipe away a low total like that, 42 and a half. I mean, that's barely 20 points apiece. 
Um, so, you know, anything like that can kind of kind of wreck your total. So I lean towards the under, not fully on the under, um, but I do like Denver to win the, win the football game. I agree with that. All right. Now uh, we can guess the next game. All right, and we got our uh, our last game here. We're going to discuss uh, this the the Sunday night feature. We got the Chicago Bears at the Los Angeles Rams. Rams sitting at seven and a half point favors with a total of forty five. This game opened at Rams minus seven, total forty six and a half. So it's come down as far as the total, and uh, it's went ticked up a little bit as far as the uh, as far as the spread. Um, how high uh, is your Justin Fields watch? With, with your Justin Fields watch radar, how far high is it? How does high? he make it past week three? Um, does he make it past week two, or does he get benched Sunday night? Uh, as much as Nagy and the Chicago Bears want to lead on that um, this is Andy Dalton's time, this is not Andy Dalton's time. And if it is his time, it is is for is for a sweet second. Um, so it, it really wouldn't shock me if he if you know, no, you don't never hope anybody doesn't play well. But if he doesn't play well and he struggles, and they're not scoring, you know, um, I I could see them going in throwing him in towards the end of the game to spark the team and. You know, or if you just don't want him to play against the Rams, you just sit him out and you just take a L. But you know, this Chicago Bears team hasn't felt like they weren't trying to win games. They always seem like they're trying to win. So you know, uh, Nagy's been known to pull quarterbacks pretty quick, and um, whether for right or for wrong, you know, he he has a trigger to make those decisions. So you know, it, it could be a short a short leash for Andy Dalton, but. They have, out of 10 games, they have two winnable games on their first 10 games this season. They opened up at Los Angeles, lost Cincinnati. That's the winnable game. They go Cleveland, probably get thrashed. Uh, Detroit, uh, winnable game. Then they go Raiders, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Frisco, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. That's tough. (laughs) Not, not sure how they're going to survive that. Good defenses, too. Yeah, all good defenses. And great offenses. So, I, I don't know how they, I don't know how they survived that. I, but then, also, I mean, if you're an owner, obviously, I think, didn't they take over a new owner? No, or is it still? Yeah, I think they got a new owner. The Bears, right? Still no, owner. It's the old lady. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's still Detroit. Detroit actually got the, I think, Detroit, the daughter of Ford, took over now. Or the granddaughter yeah. one, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can let Andy Dalton ride out the season and, and preserve Justin Fields or play him towards the end of the season once the playoffs obviously are out of reach. And I would expect Nagy, Pace, all of them to be fired. And I would say you bring in a new regime with a new quarterback, a new offensive coach, a new ear, and I think you go from there. So I think this is more a business move. I don't think Nagy anticipates staying at that as a coach there. I expect him to clean sweep the entire organization as a whole, top to bottom. Yeah, you know, they'll still have their owner, but I, you just don't draft a kid that high. They it fell into their lap, so they had to draft him. Couldn't pass on another quarterback. Um, but yeah, I just I mean, if you look at that schedule, do you really want Justin Fields playing against 
Cleveland, Raiders, Green Bay, Tampa, Frisco, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Arizona, Green Bay again, Minnesota, Seattle, New York, and Minnesota. Yeah, I'm just kind of let him just. I mean, you let him play a little bit, but uh, that's a tough stretch. And like I said, I was, I, if I'm a, if I'm an owner, um, I'm wiping away Pace and I'm wiping away Nagy. Just wasn't a good fit. There's plenty of other quarterbacks that can develop Justin Fields. You just got in the defense is still there and. You got all this money tied up to and the defense a lot, so I I don't think it's a win win for them. So I would say the Rams to me they don't have anything that could stop the Rams this weekend. Um, they don't have enough cornerbacks to compete with them. With Deshaun Jackson, people were not talking enough about Deshaun Jackson going to the Rams with his ability to stretch the field and what that will do for Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. So I don't think that um, the only concern I have about the Rams that we discussed is the running game. Do can they consistently run a ball? Because that's a staple of their, you know, other team. They couldn't run the ball. Really, when they don't run the ball, they don't win. So, um, I, I just, I, the seven, you can tell, I, I got it on a teaser, teasing it down to a half point. And I got them pretty much beating them with no questions asked. That should be the last game I should be worried about on, on, my, on my little ticket that I got. Yeah, I just, um, it just don't feel right to say Andy Dalton went into L.A. and beat the Rams. Like, uh, I just can't, uh, I, I don't see it. Um, not saying that it can't happen, but, uh, you know, I think that's just a tall task. He's going against a really good defense. Uh, Chicago's O-line uh, was one of the worst as well, along with the Giants um, in the NFL. They didn't, they didn't figure any type of run game to later in the season. Um, and they, they lack weapons. Um, I like... Uh, Allen Robinson, uh, good good receiver. Um, even the uh, I think is in the second year. Uh, Moody, um, he he's he's not uh, he's not he's not bad. But it's um, if you can't run the ball or try to run the ball, establish any type of run against the Rams, it's hard to loosen them up. And uh, yeah, they're not running on them. And it's gonna be tough for them like to run. Though. Montgomery's a good run. Yeah, he's a tough runner. Good run. But I mean, it's you, you gotta you gotta have a jackhammer to get past Aaron Donald, and I don't think they got it. Yeah. And I like the familiarity that um, that Stafford has playing against the Chicago Bears, um, and now he has weapons, and he has a better O coordinator, um, you know, a better play caller. Um, it might take them a little bit. To get going in the beginning, just because you know uh, the Rams and McVay, they don't play any starters at all during the preseason. Um, you know, so it might take them a little bit to get the wheels going. It might, uh, you know, even, you know, and I just kind of thought of this one. Even the first half under might not be bad. Uh, might not be too much scoring there in the beginning of the game. Probably, um, probably lies, you know, a few punts. So, um, but. I have a I have the Rams on the teaser. Um, got a seven and a half down, a six and a half point teaser down the L.A. Rams one um, as well. So uh, that that's my look on the game. Uh, wouldn't be surprised uh, if this game is low scoring. Like I said, the first half under might not be a bad one to look at either, um, just because I think both teams are you know in the beginning a struggle to score, um, but eventually the Rams are just going to be a little bit a little bit too much for. Uh, for Andy Dalton in the Chicago offense, so, uh, that's my look. You look put that game on your ticket, dog. 
Yeah, uh, I have, uh, have it on the teaser. On teaser. Yeah, and uh, it's it's included in a, a money line parlay as well. Just uh, I don't see him losing losing the ball game. I agree. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's our eight games there. Um. Let's run through our. Uh, let's run through our best bets totals. Um, any upsets that we might have or underdogs. So let's see here. What about uh, what's your best plays you got for this weekend? Um, I would say my best plays. I would say the, the San Francisco Forty Nineers over the Detroit Lions. I like that the most um, out of all games. Um, obviously, I'm playing with a close second at the Los Angeles Rams. Um, the only as far as upsets, um, the only upset I can possibly see is Cincinnati beating Minnesota. Um, and also, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, I'm be surprised if the uh, let's see who do I have here for this one. Oh, then the uh, Indianapolis Colts beat Seattle for my for my upset alerts. Yeah, that's not that's not bad. Okay, any totals you like? Um, it's tough in the beginning of the season. I always get a grasp, but like I like the under on Pittsburgh, Buffalo, like you said earlier. Uh, under on that Dallas Tampa game. Make some interesting points there, so uh, we'll like that. And then um, Chargers and the Redskins, or the, I would say the Washington football team, uh, that'll be a good under to keep an eye on as well. Okay. And over on the Packers and Saints, because I don't expect it. It's, it's going to be a tough one. Gotcha. All right. I got uh, only have one game that's on a straight ticket. That's uh, Tampa Bay. Um, like I mentioned, I didn't get it at the best number. It's got it at seven and a half. Seven would have been better. Um, and uh, I like the under on the Pittsburgh-Buffalo game. Um, I like that under. I also like New England-Miami um, under as well. Um, and like I mentioned, uh, probably just like some other people there because I just – See it as something I can't really uh, pass. It looks just, you know, like great value. I have a teaser here. Um, Rams, Bucks, and Niners on a teaser as well. Um, so those are my uh, my best plays. Uh, best looks there as far as this slate. Um, and I think that pretty much, uh, pretty much wraps us up. I don't see any underdogs. I mean, uh, I could see Washington football team beat the Chargers, but you know I don't know how much of an underdog they are if it's pick them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the only uh, that's the only underdog um, that I, I look at uh, in in the Colts for some reason that Seattle three Seattle two and a half seems a little bit too much. Um, so um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts win that game uh, win that game outright. Uh, but yeah, I don't have an official play on that one. All right, so that's our uh, that's our games. Those are our looks. Um, that wraps up the first episode of All Bets In with my guy Sports at Spurl Online. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as well as Instagram at Spurl Online, um, and we also have. Freeway Rich here as well with my with uh, my guys. All right, thank you for joining us, um, and take care. And we'll be back for week two.
cash those tickets. Yeah, get that, get that money. All bets in. Thanks for tuning in to All Bets In with My Guy Sports. With My Guy Sports. Check us out next time and remember to bet responsibly.